It's Wednesday, the 12th of June, uh, 2019, and this is Call of the Weird, broadcasting from the bunker at www.bighitsradio.uk. And tonight we're looking at um, Scarfolk. Uh, now, this is a fictional Northern English town created by writer and designer Richard Littler, who's sometimes identified as the town mayor. First uh, published as a blog of fake historical documents, parading, um, or parading, par- par- I, I, the, it's it's a parody, and they're par. I can't pronounce. Well, why can I not pronounce things? You know what I mean. Um, it's it's a parody of uh, British public information posters of the nineteen seventies. A collected book was published in twenty fourteen. Scarfolk is a town in northwest of England that did not progress beyond nineteen seventy nine. Instead, the entire decade of the nineteen seventies loops ad infinitum. Here in Scarfolk, pagan rituals blend seamlessly with science. Hauntology is a compulsory subject skill, and everyone must be in bed by 8pm because they're perpetually running a slight fever. Uh, Visit Scarfolk today. Our number one priority is keeping rabies at bay. For more information, please reread. A television series co-written by Will Smith was described as in the works in 2018. I'm not sure if that's the Will Smith or a Will Smith. Um, Scarfolk is forever locked in the 1970s. It's a satire not only in that decade, but also on contemporary events. It touches on themes of totalitarianism, suburban life, occultism and religion, school and childhood, as well as social attitudes such as racism and sexism. It was initially presented as a fake blog uh, on Blogspot, uh, or sorry, on Blogger, uh, which purportedly releases artefacts from the town council's archive. Artifacts include public information literature, out-of-print books, record and cassette sleeves, advertisements, television programme screenshots, household products and audio and video, many of which suggest brands and imagery recognisable from the period. Additionally, artifacts are usually accompanied by short fictional vignettes, which are also presented as factual and introduce residents of Scarfolk. The public information literature often ends with a strapline. For more information, please reread. Described as uh, by Edward Snowden as this guy who apparently saw the future, Richard Littler was born in Manchester and has lived in America, Russia, Germany, Ireland and Switzerland. Richard is the mayor of Scarfrick Town, the council of which releases documents from its archive via the popular black comedy blog Scarfolk Council. The blog has had millions of hits and was described by GK as one of the 100 funniest things in the history of the internet. A book is called Discovering Scarfolk Followed and was published by Avery Press. Uh, the aesthetic is utilitarian, inspired by public sector materials in the United Kingdom, such as the uh, infamous Protect and Survive leaflets that were prepared in the 1980s in case of a nuclear attack on the UK. Uh, Littner said, I was always scared as a kid, always frightened of what I was faced with. Uh, you'd walk into W.H. Smith and see horror books with people's faces melting. Uh, kids TV included things like Children of the Stones, a very old series you just wouldn't get today. I remember a public information film made by some train organisation in which a children's sports day was held on train tracks and one by one they were killed. It was insane. I'm just t- taking it to the next logical step. I initially wanted to preserve my earliest childhood memories, 
before I lose them completely. I wanted to create an archive of sorts, but I'm also a bit like that Spanish woman who botched the Eke Homo painting and created a potato Jesus. I fill in the inevitable gaps in memories and ultimately create something different to a restoration. But I don't mind that I'm not objective or that my gap filling leans towards the grotesque because subjectivity is inevitable. I haven't read any of the Ladybirds for grown-up books yet. I tend to avoid stuff that I assume is similar to what I do. Scarfolk is, for example, frequently compared to Nightville in the US. The two locations have even been described as sister cities, but I've never heard any of the Nightville shows. I'm sure they and the Ladybird books are all great, but while I'm doing my thing, I try to stay in my own bubble as much as possible. I think of Scarfolk as anti-nostalgia in the sense that nostalgia often suggests a fondness for the past, but Scarfolk doesn't see the past through rose-tinted spectacles at all, quite the opposite. In fact, Scarfolk is not intended to make you forget the creeping terror of childhood. I wanted to underline it. I don't know what other people's childhoods were like, but I recall being profoundly uneasy quite a lot. I suffered from night terrors, so a surreal, nightmarish pall was cast over everything, and it was subsequently exacerbated by what we were subjected to, uh, the public information films, for example. Um, I have to start with my own fragmented memories. I can't begin to second guess what some analysis of memories in the 70s might be like, though I made the assumption that there must have been shared experiences. Being sick at home from school with bottles of Lucasade, watching certain TV programmes back where there was only three channels, and everyone did watch the same TV programmes, etc. It's also important that I chose fragments that have the greatest potential for memory gaps so that I have more scope for fiction. I don't go after more recognisable, obvious, or even cliched icons of the period. You probably won't see ABBA, discos, the Bay City Rollers, or funky fashions in Scarfolk. I try to revive that which is either forgettable or better, that which you don't want to remember. Pharmaceutical packaging and skilled textbooks, for example. Ah, yes, yeah, so return uh, to looking at Scarfolk. Uh, there's been a bit of media controversy over the uh, blog. Uh, in January 2014, the newspaper, the London Evening Standard, published an article by uh, Charles Satche, uh, or Satache, or however you pronounce it. Uh, he obviously later got into a bit of controversy himself. Uh, it published an article by Charles Satche, which accidentally included the cover of a Scarfolk book. Uh, called Eating Children, Population Control and the Food Crisis, instead of the intended Jonathan Swift publication, A Modest Proposal, published in 1729. In July 2018, a parody poster with the slogan, If you suspect your child is rabies, don't hesitate to shoot, was featured in the UK government's in-house magazine Civil Service Quarterly as part of a feature about the history of government communications. Scarfolk has received positive reactions from the public and media in the United Kingdom and abroad. GQ magazine called it one of the 100 funniest things in the history of the internet. Reviews and interviews with Littler have appeared in publications such as Creative Review, The Independent, The Telegraph, Style Noir and The Honest Osterman and have been featured by popular online sites such as Boing Boing and Dangerous Minds. Design Week called Scarfolk a quasi unsettling provincial place. Boing Boing's co-editor Cory Doctorow said discovering Scarfolk looks to be absolutely genius. 
Digital Arts reviewed Discovering Scarfolk February with We've seen so many blogs turn into books that it should probably be its own genre. But Discovering Scarfolk is one of the few to stand on its own and deserve to be more than an ill-conceived Christmas present. Starburst gave Discovering Scarfolk 9 out of 10 stars, covering it and sorry, calling it a hilarious novel filled with so creepy it's funny illustrations and a relentlessly silly backstory. In his review of the advisory circles from Out Here 2014, musician DJ Food remarked both From Out Here and Discovering Scarfolk define a good portion of the visual stimulus associated with the hauntological genre. So very interesting indeed. That was that is Scarfolk and uh, that that wasn't the week that was. That was uh, Call of the Weird for another week. Time once again is against us, so we're going to have to wind up anyway. Um, and yeah, I'll see you next week and keep it weird. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might like the Andy and Lynn Show podcast, available on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Just search for Andy and Lynn or tune in live every Saturday to BigHitsRadio.uk.